Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. Good morning. So happy to see all of you. Um, all right, so I had my message all planned out, but God had a different idea this morning. Um, I couldn't sleep last night. I actually ended up only getting a couple of hours sleep, and the Lord had me up all night just really wrestling. Um, how many of you have ever wrestled with the Lord all night? It's just like, okay, any time now, if you want to stop, you know. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. Um, anyway, so I didn't really understand. I, you know, of course, I'm, I'm praying in, in the spirit. I'm praying in tongues. And um, uh, got a call this morning from a friend of mine. Um, and hello, online viewers. You definitely want to hear this. Um, and he brought me into, let me see if I can find it, my little notes here of the phone call. Um, it was a really important phone call, and um, he was bringing me into um, a phone call that he had just had yesterday with um, Rudy Giuliani, with um, Jenna Ellis, um, Sidney Powell, um, the man who runs the Amistad Project, and a man named John Easton. For those of you that don't know John Easton, he is the number one premier authority in America on our Constitution. And, um, and so he has... Hello. That was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> He has um, a reputation um, he has, of, of being a constitutional scholar. He's actually a professor. You can Google him, John Easton. Um, he's testified before the House and uh, Senate um, on the Constitution, and so he, they, he's kind of their go-to guy. Anyway, um, they had a really critical phone call yesterday, um, and this is a very one of those very... Um, sobering phone calls. Probably the most important um, moment that we are in in the history of America right now. Really the most critical moment. And the phone call was with these men and women and the 300 legislators in the states that have contended ballots and voting. These 300 legislators are all Republicans. Most of them are believers. And I think you could call this and title it the phone call, The Last Stand. So President Trump was on this phone call, encouraging all of these legislators to, what did he call it? Hold on. Decertify these electors. And um, I have some documents that I'm, I'm going to pass out to you, which they've given to me to give to you, and as many people as you can give them to as possible. But there's a, 
there's a document on the back of the information table if you want to get it, and it's called Evidence of Voter, Ballot, and Election Irregularity and Lawlessness in the Presidential Election of November 3rd, 2020. And so you're welcome to pick that up. It is a like a five-page document. Um, it's pretty thorough, and so I encourage you to get it. Um, the reason that I'm bringing this to your attention is that they called us because they know the power of our intercession. The authority that we've walked in all of these years and the things that we've contended for that we've seen victory in. So they are appealing to the body of Christ, not just as saints, not just as, as those that know how to partner and bring heaven to the earth, but they're, they're really appealing to us also to actively get involved. Again, this is our last stand. As President Trump said, there is no plan B. <clears throat> this is it. So let me explain to you a little bit about what's happened. They have presented just reams of evidence, volumes of evidence of voter fraud on every single level that you can possibly imagine. It was happening so much in so many areas that it's undeniable that it happened. Um, now, they have, they've gone the way of the courts and they've presented this evidence to the courts properly through those channels, and the judges don't even want to see it. It's being thrown out. Um, now, these are professional people who have been in, you know, law for a long time, and they feel very confident about these cases that they're bringing before them, and they are astounded, and they've come to the understanding and the realization that the courts are not going to help us and that the courts are compromised. So... <clears throat> I think for us, 2020 has been so traumatic because we all thought we were in one place and we found out that we weren't there at all. We all thought life in America was a certain way, but we found out that that was a complete lie. We didn't realize how far and how close we are, how far we've come from freedom, and how close we are to losing our nation. We didn't realize it. And so it's like the veil got pulled back, the Band-Aid got ripped off, and we've all spent the whole year in complete shock. It's like new revelation, new information, new information, new information. And it is, it, it, it hasn't gotten any better. You're like, oh, you know, okay, let's talk about pedophilia for a minute. Let's talk about child sacrifice. Let's talk about occult and demonic worship. And these are not by the weirdos in the back rooms. This is literally the people that are leading us. <clears throat> So, we find ourselves in a very difficult situation. So, these 300 electors, by the way, 
I just want to stop for a minute, and if you're asking yourself, what does this have to do with Jesus? Let me just explain that to you. Jesus has called us to be salt and light. He has called us to take dominion and have authority over every mountain, including government. There is no separation of, of, of state and church. Just like there's no separation between family and church. There's no separation between school and church. There's no separation between God and you, and you go everywhere. How can you be separate if you're already there? So, that's why I'm bringing this up. God cares about nations. Nations are in the Bible. There will be in the last days sheep nations and goat nations, those that hear his voice and follow him and those that don't. You do not want to be a goat. Repeat after me. I don't want to be a goat. <laughs> sheep. Nah. They hear, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. Not only do we want to hear, not only do we want to follow, but I don't know about you, but I don't want to lose this free nation. I'm fighting for my children and my grandchildren. I'm asking God for more time for America. Now, we all know the end of the story if you've ever read the book. But I'm asking him for more time. Why? Because I want to see, now, you know, God can bring a great harvest in the midst of incredible turmoil, but I will guarantee you the very first thing that, that this next administration is going to do is they will shut down our churches. They're like they've already tried to do. They will, we will be like China in the underground church situation where we are not free to worship. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just passionate. All right, so the 300 legislators. So they're on the phone with these 300, and come to find out the they're, they're educating them because they've been told a lie. Now, the, the uh, legal, what are they called? The legal counsel that, uh, that, that, that um, they've been getting their information from, these legislators, they have been told, number one, they have no authority and that everything has to be done through the governor. Well, our founding fathers actually prepared for this and they, they, they actually, through God's hand, I'm convinced, saw this. The, the possibility that this could happen. Therefore, the founding fathers in the Constitution set it up so that the legislators have the power and the authority over the electors. They are the ones in this circumstance that can call a special session. They do not have to wait for the governor. They do not have to wait for the Secretary of State. They are the ones who've been given sole authority in this matter. Therefore, they're telling them this, they're showing them this on the phone call. These legislators cannot even believe because they have been lied to. They have been told to stand down. And that they have no authority to call a special session or to meet over this issue. Now, somebody ought to get mad. Yeah. 
Maybe it's Mark Zuckerberg's half a billion dollar investment in paying, by the way, he put on payroll the people counting the ballots. The judges. That's going to be coming out. All right, so this is where we stand. I'm telling you and bringing you into this because God needs our intercession. God needs our phone calls and God needs our letters, okay? Now, here are the three categories that we are asking these legislators to stand on. Now, there are a host of different um, ways that they have stolen the vote, okay? But they really said, if you just count, number one, the dead people that voted, number two, the illegal people who voted, and number three, the underage people who voted. If you just counted those three groups and you just said, I contest, and I want to decertify based on the fact that these three groups, easy to prove, fraudulently stole the election, then we could win. Now, when I say we, what do I mean by that? I mean justice and righteousness. I don't care which way the vote goes as long as it's fair, as long as it is honest. But the minute that we let this fly and we let this go, we have lost our nation. Because it's not going to just be a president. It's going to be a governor. And I'll guarantee you, looking at this, that everything we've seen, how many people, you know those people in Congress, you're like, who voted for them? I mean, come on, you thought it. You're just like, I'm sorry. Every time that person talks, they are wasted. They are so drunk. You may know who I'm talking about. But seriously. You're like, that doesn't make any sense. All right. Donald Trump got on the call and he said to these um, 300 electors, I implore you to do what is right. This isn't about Donald Trump. This is about America. And again, our last stand is at this point because they only have tomorrow to call a special session. All of this has to be done by 1 p.m. on Tuesday. And a lot of you are thinking, but what about Pence? <clears throat> Pence wants company. If this doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And if this doesn't go down in a peaceful way, I don't know what the next call is going to be. So, a lot of these electors, um, legislators, have received death threats, um, not only on their own lives, but on their children's lives. Very personal, very up close. Um, they have been threatened with um, legal lawsuits if they do these things. So, we're definitely in a battle. Is, is this what bothers that? 
I thought the reason we got this is so I could move my hands. Uh, okay, so here's what I have for you. I have a um, couple of things which we're gonna we can text to you. Um, here's the letter. It's pretty comprehensive. Um, of course, Texas is leading the way on this. Oh, are you gonna? Are you gonna? What are you doing? You're gonna turn me off? Oh, good. I'll have two mics. Hello. So this is going to be fun. Um, okay, so um, here's the letter. We, we can text this to you. You can print it out. You can, no, it's too late to stick it in the mail. You need to email it to um, the people, the legislators in these states. It also needs to go to Mike Pence today. This is not like, you cannot proxy this. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? There are no more proxies. There are no more. I'm just going to stand behind and I'm going to wait. We actually have people here today that are going to be driving to Washington, D.C. Can you raise your hand? Can you raise your hand? Anybody else? Don't. Anybody? All right. Stand up. Now, let me tell you about them. Which one of these am I supposed to be using? You can sit down. Um, they are going. Um, Jen is a single mom. She's taking her kids. She's flying to New York, and she's renting a car and driving four hours. Jim is going today. He's going to leave tomorrow. They're leaving tomorrow morning. You know, he doesn't really know where he's going to be staying, but they're like, we're going. We have to go. You know, I mean, talk about, it's kind of the call of the wild. <laughs> but, you know, and they're shutting everything down. They're shutting the transit down. They're shutting the restaurants down. They're shutting some of the hotels down. I am telling you, we are in a full-out battle right now. They are not making toilets available, and they say that there's going to be millions of people descending on Washington. I mean, this is, and I, if look, if anybody else can go, I encourage you to go. Because there needs to be a show of force that this, we will not stand and lose our country. Amen? <clears throat> All right. So this letter, um, if you are on our text, um, Ruben, can you put how to sign up for text up there? Sign up for the text. We'll text this to you. Um, and you can get that today, probably before you leave. All right, so all of that to say, oh, can you hand me my phone, honey? Um, it should be in my purse, little black one right there. The one Samuel got me for Christmas. I love you, babe. It's like Marc Jacobs, girls. Come on. My son has good taste. All right. I just got a text about the latest. This is what they said, okay? Here's a live update. So they were on a call this morning. They were on a call yesterday at 4 p.m. and um, just really uh, imploring these, these, these legislators to stand. And they were like, look, we're not, we're not going to lie. We are afraid for our lives. 
And, and um, President Trump just really encouraged them, saying, you know, the hope of the nation lies on your shoulders, but that's what the founding fathers decided, and you guys are up to the task. Um, here's a live update. He's on the call with the team again, <clears throat> the whole team. Good news. The legislators are responding, and momentum is building. So we need to pray for them to stand for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and ask God, will you give us more time? Amen? Amen. All right, so you're going to get that letter. Um, it's really important, and we're going to do a little prayer and intercession at the end, but I did want to kind of try to go ahead with, with my message. What am I looking at? Nine minutes. I got nine minutes. Sure, I can do this. All right. I think Lindsay really uh, said something so profound um, and prophesying over us and, um, and really talking about the condition of, of coming out of 2020 and going into 2021. There's really an emotional upheaval in the saints. Because again, when you find out something for the first time, it leaves you like your adrenaline flows and it leaves you shock and in fear and, oh my gosh, how can this possibly be? We think everybody is like us, but they're not. And when they have submitted themselves to the enemy, this is the wheats and the tares, beloved. They are maturing right in front of our eyes, you know? But I got news for you. You know that veil I said has been torn back this year, I, I got to tell you, it's the Wizard of Oz, that little guy behind the curtain, right? And we have nothing to fear but fear itself. And the power of God that lives in us is greater than that that lives in the world. <clears throat> All right, so, but I want to encourage you in something because over the holidays, we were really sensing as the year was ended a lot of depression in the in the spirit realm and, and a lot of discouragement. Just people going, you know, I'm trying to find my joy and I'm asking the Lord about it. And he said, it's all about their dreams. They're looking at the landscape that they have found themselves in saying, but how is any of this, how do I fit my dreams in this? How do I fit my future in this? Where's my hope and future that you promised to me? Am I speaking to you? And so I want to tell you something. Don't invest yourself in the outcome. Do what God tells you to do and trust him to do it his way that will benefit you the most. God did not say, I'm going to come back for a weary, depressed, and discouraged bride. <clears throat> but she will be clothed in righteousness. She will be pure and white and ready in love. You know, when somebody is fully in love, they have no fear. She is fully in love, passionately seeking after him. The, the, there is going, there is coming 
a grace on the body of Christ to stand and prosper in the hour of trouble that is coming upon the whole earth. We not only will stand in victory, but we will do it filled with the joy of the Lord. It's about to get fun. Okay? We're already kind of having fun. But we're going to find this year, the Lord told me, we're about to step into him in a whole new way. Isaiah 60 tells us that deep darkness will cover the earth, but his uh, light and your light will arise in brightness and glory. So the truth about intercession is this. You say what God says, and you leave it all to him. You cannot be invested in the outcome. You got to lay that down because you're going to think it's going to happen a certain way and you're going to be so camped out there in the way that you think it should go that when it doesn't go the way you planned in your mind, you're going to be disappointed and discouraged. And I'm telling you, you cannot do that. We cannot lose time. We cannot lose heart, but we have to continue to run with the horses so let go of that responsibility. I have to tell you something. It may be news to you. You are not the king. You're not the king. There is a king, and he has, he's the one that decides. He's the one that builds, and he's a wonderful master builder. More than you can hope or imagine. And that more than you can hope and imagine doesn't end as the trouble begins. It increases. So if you are interceding and releasing the words, you can rest in the fact that you've done your part and you have been faithful to keep and release his word through prayer and intercession. And that is it. That's all. That's all you get to be invested in. When he says, say this, you're like, okay, I don't understand, but I'm going to say it, okay? Just say what he says. That's what intercession is. Hear, hear his word, release his word. Hear his word, release his word, okay? Pretty simple. He made it simple, stupid. <laughs> All right. I want to talk to you about what the God told me about this year, but um, really wanted to talk about um, Storehouse and kind of who we are, what we're all about, okay? So I'm going to go through uh, our, our mission statement. For those of you that don't know, um, Storehouse exists to train people to access heaven and transform the earth through continual prayer, worship, and kingdom discipleship unto a great awakening. Basically, <clears throat> you, can, you can bring that down to access heaven, transform earth. It's over the door. So we tried to make it easy for y'all. Access heaven, transform the earth. Access heaven, transform the earth. Our job description is not that different than the angels. <clears throat> what are they? Messengers. Who are you? Witnesses. Okay? What do you do? You witness about what's going on in heaven. You testify. What does a witness do? He testifies. You testify on the earth. How does, it, how does a witness testify? Prophesy. They know the one that created them, and they understand how they were created. These kids cannot wait to get to school because the environment of that school, and I've been there like four times because I love it, it feels like heaven. 
And I'm not kidding you. It feels like heaven. We don't want to leave every time we go. And so we're going to, we're going to build that here because, um, I quite frankly do not want children to have to, um, have mandatory vaccines. I don't want children to be confused about or taught that there are more than two genders or that you can choose your own gender. I don't want children to um, learn about um, perversion and um, sexual immorality. I really want our kids to be taught and trained in the ways of the Lord. And they will be lions in the days to come. Amen? All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to open us up. Um, uh, actually, we're just going to take five minutes. If you will give me a little more time, I realize it's 1230. But I want us to break up in, gr in groups of three. You can have more than three, but not less than three, because where two or three are gathered together in agreement, God will be in the middle of this. And I want to pray for these um, 300 legislators. I want to ask God that he would break in over them and they would have courage that, that they would be fearless, that he would direct their paths, order their steps, that he would fill their mouths and this would get resolved tomorrow and Tuesday. I want you to also pray for Vice President Pence that he will do what needs to be done. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to put on some worship music. Go ahead and stand. Let's do business with God right now. So, Father, I do. I just thank you for everyone here, God. I pray that you would give them. Inspire us, Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that we would pray according to your word. Right now, we stand on your word, and we thank you, God, that you are faithful you are faithful that we're at a Red Sea moment, God, and we just speak to those waters and command them to part in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>